Welcome to the Gentle Counselor Podcast, episode number 18. My name is Crystal and I created the Gentle Counselor to provide online resources to support the mental health and well-being of parents and children. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, Renee Thompson from Parenting Littles. You might be familiar with some of her work over on Instagram. And Renee is going to be talking to us about cooperation through connection. Renee is a therapist and a toddler mum. She works with children and their families to foster and build connection and attachment. Renee seeks to support parents in healing their past in order to build a strong, healthy relationship with their children. She also provides developmental guidance and coaching to help parents respond to feelings and behaviors. We all have a story. Renee grew up like most of us with unheard feelings and traditional punishment. She became a therapist to change the narrative for other parents and their children, and she started Parenting Littles to shift traditional parenting norms. Welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, Renee. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. I'm excited to be here. So let's start off by talking about what does mental health and well-being mean to you? Yeah, um, so I kind of think of mental health and well-being in my world is in terms of like parenting. So really being present and connecting with your children. Um, I see this in so much relationships, like if we're feeling disconnected in our bodies or with ourselves or we're upset, uh, we have like kind of behaviors that come out as adults, but that also affects our children as well. So when they feel disconnected, we see those increase in behaviors and kind of those things, our kids doing things we don't want them to do or not doing things that we want them to do type of things coming up. And what I find is connection really shifts the behaviors because we're providing kids what they need. And it also helps us as adults to kind of lighten up and be playful ourselves and really reconnect. Um, So that's for me what mental health means in terms of parenting. I love that you touch on being playful because I find that's where I really sort of thrive as a parent is I love finding those moments where you are genuinely laughing and giggling with your children and you're really enjoying those special moments. And on some level, that's probably also very healing for us if we didn't experience that as a child or if we didn't experience that enough as a child. Yeah, I think I find that to be such a true statement. Like, I don't think I experienced that a lot as a child. Um, And so I actually have a hard time with the playfulness and it takes a lot of energy to get there. But then when I do, it's such like I can I'm healing myself and I'm connecting to my child. So it's just what like we both need. It's so beautiful to experience that. But it is really hard for some parents, some people. So I can relate to to both sides. (laughs) I totally agree with that. And actually I should correct myself is I am very similar in that sometimes it seems really daunting and Mm -hmm. you know, our kids can ask us to play with them so many times during the day. And often our first response can be to reject and say no, because we always have something else that we'd rather be doing, but I've been practicing a lot of that sort of say yes attitude lately. Even if my head is screaming, no, I'm tired. I don't want to, I'm not in the mood because I have to remember that it's not always about me and I don't want to constantly be saying no to my daughter whenever she is seeking 
connection because that's what they're doing. They're trying to connect with us in a way that makes sense to them, which is through play. Yeah, that's such such a true way to like kind of process that. I think I've been starting lately to kind of, if I have a no in my brain, to ask myself like why, like what's coming up for me that I'm kind of pushing back against this. And it's honestly usually stuff about my past. Like I don't know how to, or this is like really hard for me. And so just really checking in with myself of like, where can I lean into the yes and how can I meet my kid? Um, But yes, I've been starting to check in on my own kind of mental space before doing that. That's been really helpful. And so when I introduced you, I mentioned a bit about how you also have your own history with, um, you know, challenging times when you were a child. So do you mind sharing with us a bit more about your own mental health journey? Yeah. So I grew up, I think, like most kids, just in a very traditional parenting household with lots of punishment and lots of kind of like be seen and not heard type of parenting, right? So and I think my mom was very controlling and so like I struggle with a lot of shyness because she would do everything for me because she needed it to be done the right way and so then I learned I can't do anything right (laughs) so I grew up with like so much shyness and so much like social anxiety that it was just such a a stressful experience and then when I was getting my master's in, in therapy I really started to do my own therapy work and my own kind of processing of my past and I continue to see a therapist to this day. I think it's such a a healing thing. Um, And then as a parent, when I became a mom, just all of those reminders of my childhood came up. Kids are just such a mirror for us as as adults and grownups of what we've experienced. So that was just such an eye-opening moment of like, oh, there's so much more that I haven't worked on or worked through with my own journey as a child to becoming a parent. So. yeah. Yes, that's such a good point to make is even if you were doing a lot of this sort of healing work before having children, it's almost like you go back to square one because (laughs) becoming a parent just adds an entirely new layer. And that's happened for me as well. And then I learned about how when your child is the same age as you were during some of those traumatic moments is that even that alone can be triggering for you. And once I realized that, I started reflecting on, okay, what was probably happening in my life and my family dynamic when I was that age? And how is this showing up for me now in my relationship with my child? And there's so much work to do. There's so many layers. And it's really important to do things like you mentioned, like going and seeing someone yourself is really important because we can be in our heads so much. And sometimes we do need another person to come in or even just to hold space for us and help us sort of build like a toolkit if that's what we need, or even just to sit and listen and really start unpacking some of those things that are coming up for us. Yeah, I think it's such, obviously as a therapist, like I I lean into like seeking out my own therapy, but there's so many other ways we can kind of meet that need of having someone hold space and really talking about our our own stuff from our childhood, like, you know, a friend or a partner that can be really just emotionally connected to you. Um, but I just think that's such a huge piece of being a parent is just having someone to 
express like, oh, all of this comes up for me. And even talking and sharing with yourself too, like being honest, like how challenging moments are and why they're challenging. And that's such a great, a great thing I think to hold and carry on. Um, yes, I've definitely been practicing that a lot more with myself, doing that extra, um, you know, asking questions and I'll you know, notice a thought and think, okay, this is interesting. What's coming up for me right now? Why am I resisting this or why am I having this uncomfortable feeling? And sometimes I probably sound like a crazy person because I'll end up talking out loud to myself <laughs> to help process through it. But even I find that there's also a gift in social media where, you know, there's accounts like ours, like on Parenting Littles or on The Gentle Counselor, where we are sharing a lot of information daily. And I mm -hmm. follow so many other accounts, whether it's to do with mental health or parenting. And even that alone, I found so many good um, bits of information or a lot of people like even you share actual examples like this is what I'm doing in this moment right now in parenting and even that can be really effective. So I'm always very mindful and grateful that we have access to amazing things like social media and when it's used in the right way, it can be really helpful. Yeah, it's such a great tool to just, I'm in the same boat, like I just follow so many like people in the same type of field and just mental health and parenting and just receiving so much information that it's also helping me as a parent, but also like as a professional. And I find that to be so beneficial and useful. There's so many great accounts out there that just are very inspiring and have helped me in my own journey too, which is just so beautiful. Mm, and one of the other things I like is then we have situations like this where we've found each other and we've connected. And I think it's really lovely that we're building this um, environment on Instagram that can be very supportive and very welcoming. And I'm not sure about you, but I'm sure you can relate that I have a lot of people um, messaging me, my DMs as well. And that's just another way that we can support each other too. Yeah. I think it's, it's just a great way to connect. And it's like, I find, and especially in the DM situation, like people feel so safe um, coming to me and that brings me so much joy and pride too but like just how kind of our environment within social media has really shifted to make it like a safe space and like a non-judgmental space of parenting and just like we all have our stuff even the people teaching it like we all have things that come up because we're human I think just really opens the door like we can express that stuff is hard and we struggle and like ask for help and get get the tools for our toolbox. I think that's just such, I just like, I just love it. I love the community that we have. It's just so wonderful. And so you talk a lot about connecting with our children that can have such a positive effect in parenting in a day-to-day -day aspect. And like our title suggests, cooperation through connection. Can you share a bit with us about some of the best advice that you've received and perhaps some extra tips that you can offer our listeners right now? Yes, of course. Uh, some advice that I've received actually through the Instagram space is I really started to connect with aware parenting, like a parenting model that I found. Um, and one of the things they really talk about is kind of these steps for cooperation. And so step number one is to just let your kids know what's going to happen, like state your expectations, kind of your needs. 
Um, so like maybe you're going to uh, have snack, you know, and kind of letting them know like, hey, hey buddy, we're gonna pause the um, puzzle right now and we're gonna go into the kitchen and have a snack and then we'll go and play with the puzzles after we're done, just kind of letting them know what the expectation is. And then if they kind of have pushback, then you know like they feel like out of control because we're just telling them like you need to stop doing something maybe when they weren't ready. And so we can give them some power back by giving them like choices. Like, do you want to bring the puzzle with you to the kitchen or do you want to bring the fuzzy bear to eat with us today? And then the third step, if they're still like kind of pushing back is just to make it really fun and silly. Like maybe it's like do a silly walk over to them when you ask them again, or like kind of sing a funny song or say something in a funny accent um, to just try to elicit some of that cooperation because who doesn't love fun? <laughs> uh, kids are like, they just are wired for it. So those, to me, I've used that so like every day, multiple times a day with my little one is just like give her information and my expectations, offer her some power through choice and then make things really silly. Um, and I think sometimes it's hard when we're like in those moments, if they're really not cooperating and they're pushing back, it triggers stuff in us from our own childhood when, you know, we got in trouble for saying no or not cooperating with our parents. So we might do things that we don't like in the moment. We might yell or we might get really frustrated. Um, so there's just always option to repair afterwards. Like if we do yell, if we do do something we didn't enjoy doing in the moment or use any coercion or anything like that there's always an option to repair and say sorry um, and you're just everything your kid needs so it's okay to have those moments because we're all human but that's been the biggest piece for me and I like steps and, <laughs> and and like kind of straightforward things so that's my biggest advice that I've learned from aware parenting but also that's just kind of completely changed my view on like struggle moments and how to get through them without being triggered myself. I love that you mentioned how we can always repair afterwards because in attachment theory we talk about rupture and repair and so it's inevitable that things are going to happen and like you said before we're human as well no one's expecting anyone to be a perfect parent because that doesn't exist and so when we do have these moments where we might not be so gentle or not not be so calm and we need to take a moment for ourselves, we can always remember that repair afterwards is an option and a choice that we can make to do with our child. Yes, it's always there, always an option. And it's that's honestly, I tell my clients, it's the biggest part of it. Like if we can just repair afterwards, that's such a way to heal our relationship with our kid and to know that like we are still there, there hasn't been a rupture like that will continue, like we can repair that rupture. So I find that that's almost bigger than the moment that the rupture happened, like just to repair and connect again afterwards is so huge. Definitely. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, we forget that our children are humans just like us and what do we want we just want to be heard we want to be seen we want to be acknowledged or validated and loved and so it can be as simple as offering an apology and having a cuddle <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i'm like reflecting of my day and my little one is two and a half so she was like telling me something that i didn't quite understand and she got really frustrated because she's like trying to tell me something important and i'm like totally missing it 
And so even that was like a little rupture in our day. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can see that you have something really important to say. And I just, I'm not getting it. Like, can we try again? Or like, can you show me or take me somewhere? But even like those little moments, we have ruptures all day long and disconnection. And that's just such a great way to reconnect is just to repair and notice like what they're trying to express or what you're trying to need. And also like apologizing if you've done something that you weren't so proud of. That's such a good example. And I'm sure that's one that all of us can relate to that have toddlers is that happens a lot and it's not anyone's fault. They don't have the language ability yet. And it's as simple as what you said, show me, show me what you're trying to tell me right now. And just making sure that your child knows that you're always going to put in that effort to try and understand because that's really important for them to see and experience as well. Yeah, I think I say, like, I hear you, but I don't understand. <laughs> like, let's figure this out. <laughs> I hear you need something. I hear you have something important to say. Um, and even yeah, with I, my four-year-old, she gets, um, she can get, like, a little bit anxious, I guess, and, and worked up. And it's when they sort of have that real quick or excessive talking and repeating themselves. And I can yeah. tell she's trying really hard to figure out for herself what she's trying to say and then also actually effectively communicate that to me. And so when I notice that she's doing that, I often have to remind myself to kind of stop and get down on her level. And even as simple as making eye contact and just being there with her in such an obvious way that she knows I'm with her and listening. And then she is finally able to sort of relax a little bit. And then like all of a sudden she's calm enough to actually put two and two together and be able to tell me what she's trying to say. Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful moment too. Like just explaining to her with all of your nonverbals, like it's safe, like we're okay, so that she can reflect that back. Like you're also a mirror for her. So like that's such a great example of that. Like when we are calm and kind of collected and gentle, like our kids feel that and see that and then they know that it's safe to be that way as well. That's such a beautiful moment between you guys. Renee, I feel like we could talk for hours on this topic and we are at the end of our podcast episode now. Before our listeners head off, do you have any offers that you can let them know and where can they find you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram at parenting.littles and so I have lots of resources there and I try to put question boxes and answer my DMs. So if you have questions, you can reach out to me. Um, and then I have a website, reneethompson.com, where if you want like more specific or want to take like a deeper dive into kind of something that's hard at home or you want some more information, I have some like coaching and consultation um, options available. And then I know this is kind of based out of Australia, but if you're in the States or in uh, Missouri, <laughs> I also have a therapy office located there, but that's probably unlikely. <laughs> from them. but who knows this reaches and you know anywhere but that's the great thing about podcasts exactly thank you so much again for being a guest on the dental counselor podcast today renee i've i know that you've brought so much value in parenting for those who are listening yes thank you crystal so much for having me it's been such a pleasure to to get to know you in person well on the video but you know and kind of talking to you it's been so wonderful